Could it be hard times that strain my mind With situations that created complications in my life Like my father's past decisions and drug addictions On my mother's death, I love your mom, what's next? What's next? Let's get into it, man, because you're a little, you're, you're stressing me out over here. <laughs> Don't stress. Yeah. You didn't have your chocolate today? No, I had my chocolate. All right, well, then you have nothing to be stressing about. This is episode three of Defy the Odds podcast. Hey, just so you know, he's so worried about the organization of this thing and all this, that, and the other, and wanting to, like, really categorize this. I'm like, man, I just want to come on this motherfucker and talk. Yeah, it's just the way my mind works. I just want to see seg- segmented pieces, help it flow. You know, sometimes, again, I ramble a lot. So to be able to have different sections where I know I need to pause, slow down, not forget something, especially something that's important if we really want to just have like a, a main arching goal for the episode. I mean, I just think it would be helpful. But well, That's perfect because I'll let you deal with that and I'm just going to show up and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't share your chocolate with me this week, so uh, next, episode three might not ne- be that lit. Next week, man. Yeah, you got to let me know. All right, well, before we uh, really get into it, as always, you know, my name's Robert, a.k.a. Pretty Boy Rob, one of the co-hosts here for the Five Odds podcast, and I'm with... Steven Greer, and uh, that's it. Just that is me. it. That is <laughs> just, some, just some regular motherfuckers having a conversation, shooting the shit. Yes, sir. But I, I do want to recap last episode. Let's do it. It's pretty much what, what did we talk about last week? Let them know in uh, less than 60 seconds. Less than 60 seconds. We brought on Akil Brown. Um, he told the story about growing up in Brooklyn. Um, basically, the struggles. We discussed sneakers. We discussed uh, therapy. We discussed intentions. We discussed uh, this, that, and the other. And, you know, I got some call-outs this week. I mean, I would say the biggest thing I could think about was really our intentions. What yeah. we were looking forward for for that episode, for the week moving forward. Obviously, I brought up last week that my intentions were to become a homeowner. I did some things to help with that. What was your intention for last week? My intention, again, and we're going to have a conversation because I'm going to challenge you a little bit more. All right. Um, my intention for the week was to be the best husband and father that I could be. And I need you to explain in detail. Last time I asked what that meant to you, you were just like, all of the above. But break down for someone who, let's say, they want that same thing. They want to be a better spouse, a better boyfriend, a better girlfriend for their partner. What was just some of the things you did last week to do that? Well, you. what's the saying? Um, happy you, wife, happy no, life? Well, that too. But yes, dear. <laughs> uh, also that. I use that one a lot. Yes, dear. Um, no, but you feed it and it will grow. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm so caught up. Obviously, I run a business, a couple businesses. It's stressful. I got a lot of shit going on. And my mind always isn't on top of making sure that I'm the best husband all the time. Right. So mm-hmm. really setting some intentions to just make sure that that's what I was focusing on the week um, and being the best father that I could be. And I mean, I think it was pretty successful. Do I think I could have done a better job? Yes. So what was one thing you did last week that you typically don't do? I was just a little more um, present, I would say. So you say. ate a whole bar of chocolate last week. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was a little more present. You know what I mean? I, I just paid closer attention. I tried to listen a little bit better. I mean, I can go through the whole list of things that we did. What, when did we meet? We met on when did Tuesday, we do, last Tuesday. Yeah, so we shot it about a week. So we did last Tuesday. It's been exactly a week. I was sick Wednesday, I think. Um, Thursday, I think I was sick too. Did you so still have date night though? We did have date night. We skipped Wednesday date night because we were both sick. Our okay. whole our whole house was sick. Daughter, uh, myself, and and Katie. Um, so then Friday, God, I got a terrible. My shit's cutting out again. No, you're good. You just need a, you just talked up like this. Oh, okay. Oh, I gotta be, I gotta, okay. Perfect. 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 Again, I'm new at this. Um, so Friday, I don't know what the hell we did. Saturday, we went out to dinner. Um, we had a good time. We went to a local, uh, I guess it's a boutique hotel in Scottsdale. We had dinner, excellent food, had a good time, uh, got a bottle of wine, 
Um, so you say excellent food. I want to talk about that. What is Katie's favorite food? I mean, pizza. <laughs> so did she? Did you take her to get pizza? Not last. No, 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 no. Because I mean, if you're trying to be the best no, no, husband, no. don't you want to cater to her and get her the best food, whatever she likes the best? There's different levels of that's that is low key her favorite food, but she also girls like nice restaurants and yeah, yeah. you know. So we went to a nicer restaurant. Um, got appetizers over eight. Had a good time. Um, and then Sunday I washed her car. By hand. So washed and waxed. Washed and waxed. Okay. I say you 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 water it, it will grow, right? So we had a Friday no, actually Saturday I washed my car and Sunday I was like, I'm gonna wash your car tomorrow. So why didn't you put her first? If you're trying to be the best husband, don't you think you should have washed hers first and then yours? As long as it gets done, I don't think it matters. But the reason, the main reason is because I bought a new car and every time I get a new car or you notice things when you wash it that you don't notice any other time. So I wanted to wash it and check it out to see like what imperfections there might be in the car. Cause I just got it. You got it that week. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. you didn't think getting Katie a new car would have been a better husband rather than she's got a new first? car. Oh yeah. I'm just being the devil's advocate. Yeah. No, she's got a new <laughs> don't car. Don't mind me. I drive a big ass truck. So this is like my daily. This can be For my sure, daily yeah, you, drive. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we did that. Um, Sunday, we took Paige to, uh, we went out with Akil and his daughter and his lady to, uh, I don't know, some place called Mavic or something that's like a bowling alley. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So we did that. Um, Paige won like, honestly, 50 toys with all the coupons that she got. So, I mean, it was a good, good time. Sounds really good. Uh, would you say that was pretty much what you did to be the best father? Just take her out or like, what do you think you could do just... Even better. Patience. Well, no, I mean, I was really patient, too, because our daughter's in a weird age, and she's having surgery tomorrow, so tonsils, and she's got some, you know, breathing uh, challenges right now, so I know that she's not sleeping well, and she's been tired, Mm -hmm. so just really, you know, understanding that and not trying, you know, not getting frustrated with the fact that she's really emotional, and she's four years old. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry to hear that, though. Yeah, no, I mean, hopefully tomorrow goes well. Um, I'll report next week. Um, yeah, little little concern, but, you know, hopefully they do these all the time, so I'm not overly concerned. Is that, like, common for a four-year-old to have tonsil issues, or is this something, uh, like, a unique situation for her? No, I mean, I think it's pretty I think it's pretty common for kids to have tonsil issues. She's got some adenoid things, too. Again, I don't know that much about it. Katie's been handling most of it, um, but... Um, you know, she's getting her tonsils removed, her adenoids out, and some other shit. So they're putting her down. We're taking her in at, like, 7 a.m. tomorrow. And she'll be gone the whole day, or is this, uh, she's going to, like, checked in, inpatient, outpatient? Well, we'll check her in, and then we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, things go perfectly, and then we can take her home tomorrow. Yeah, Definitely sending my prayers your guys' way. Hoping for Appreciate the best it. for you guys. Yeah, so it was good. So overall... I mean, I think I set tensions and I actually executed on them again. Was it perfect? No, but I'm, people aren't perfect. So, but I definitely, you know, I, t- I took her flowers on Friday. Um, so I, 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 I put it on. What type of flowers does she like? Does she have a favorite flower? Tulips, I believe. Yeah. You believe? <laughs> yeah. Cause my girl likes roses. So like, I know like if I'm going to get her rose, like flowers, they gotta be roses. Cause that's what she yeah. likes. I, I get flowers. Not, I, I don't want to say regularly, but probably once a month. Um, and I just get random shit, you know. Yeah, that was actually something, uh, the beginning of the year I set like personal goals, my girlfriend set goals and we also set relationship goals. And that was one of my relationship goals just to get her more flowers. She always says, I never got her flowers. I was like, we've been together for, well, let's say last year, January. I don't even know the time, but I got her like four flowers throughout the year. And I was like, that's not enough. And she was like, no, it was on my birthday, Valentine's Day, all, yeah, like, they should just be random. Yeah, you're, you're getting them on the days that they expect <laughs> to get them, yeah. It's the days that they don't expect to get them that make the bigger impact. Yeah, sure. so that is something, one of the goals I put on there for, like, our relationship, like, you know, I'm going to get you more flowers this year. Okay. Personally, I, I, I'm, like, a, I'm a plant daddy. I have a lot of plants in my house, but, like, when it comes to flowers, like, roses, I don't like them because it, they don't live. It's yeah. going to last two weeks, if yeah. that, the well, last two weeks stay pretty for a week and then they start shriveling. It's like, Oh, that was all that money for the bouquet I just bought. And that was down the trash. Yeah. Well, that's why you go, I go to like whole foods or um, like the forever roses or, or something. bashes. No, I don't get those. I just get like 
you know, $20. If you're just going to do that, just drop 20 bucks. And No, I actually just got her flowers this weekend. You know, she was staying over because I'm actually going to Japan. So I, t- I told her, I was like, I'm going to be gone for a week. You got to stay with me for a week. I'm going to miss you. Okay. So, you so she's been staying for me for maybe like three, four days, just over the weekend. You know, it's a Tuesday as of recording this podcast. So awesome. pretty much just over the weekend, Tuesday, she's probably going to stay with me until I leave. Yeah. And then she's just going to hold down the house because, you know, my dog has to get taken out and all that stuff. But I got her flowers this weekend because, again, I, I want to be a good boyfriend. You know, I try to do my best. But, you know, again, we're all learning. Yeah. yeah, we all got yeah, our yeah. issues and well, challenges. I mean, it, it's it's you got to make it a priority, man. That's that's kind of the name of the game. For sure. You can only have so many priorities in your life. Like, you know, you, you can do like two or three. That's otherwise everything else gets kind of set. to. Babe, the side. if you're listening to this, my main priority is to get a house. So you ain't getting no more flowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, not after NACA. Oh, on that note, let's yes, talk sir. about NACA. How was how was uh your thing with Akil presenting shit. I mean, Akil did a good uh, presentation, stepping into it. Like, I knew what I was expecting, but yep. I didn't know what I was expecting. Coming out of it, there was a lot I took from it, uh, pretty much going through this program. I won't be able to get a house for at least a year. Yeah. Just because uh, I've typically paid all my bills on credit cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's free cash back. If I'm going to, my rent has to get I- paid. Anyways, I put everything on. Yes, yeah, my rent has to get paid. I, I have to pay fourteen hundred dollars for rent. So why not put that on my credit card and get money back from it and then just pay it right off? That's always been my philosophy. But with NACA, it's the complete opposite. They don't want you to have any credit cards. Like Akil said last week, three. Yeah, they're going to tell me to get down to three and I have like eight. But again, I've been cycling and juggling all my bills on, you know, my credit cards. But again, I pay them off. But with the program. You can't do that. Every transaction has to go through bank. your bank account. Uh, yeah. th- that's the only way they say they can monitor your account and your finances, set you up on a payment plan, and just really monitor, know what type of house you can get yourself into. So that is a huge step back, just knowing like... So let me, t- let me tell you something, because I wouldn't worry about it that much. It's only a year, mm-hmm. and the money, the cash back you would get from that is not that big of yeah, a deal. Yeah, no. yeah, $10 or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's that. probably more than that, but it's not... It's not enough to not transition over to a bank account to get a super low interest and save all that money. You're 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 benefiting so much more by doing that than you would be from getting that fucking cash back. Oh yeah, trust me. Like I, my my goal is still to try to move forward with this program. You know, if I decide halfway through uh, I'm fed up with it and I just want to get a house, I'm gonna <laughs> you know again I got some decent credit and I have some yeah. money saved up. This program is kind of for people without credit, but they still want you to have money. Like, yeah, it was kind of like a cult. Like, it, it was weird <laughs> because you know, it's, it's really hard to explain unless, like, you were listening to the class and then hearing people in, the, in like, the chat kind of, like, talking smack about the program. Like, wait, they, you're supposed to help us get a house, but you're telling us we can't have no, cre- uh, no credit cards. We can't. We have to start saving money. You know, we, all this extra stuff that we should do and, like, people – the reason they have that is because, you know, they don't have money saved up or anything. So it was just like, uh, it's really hard to explain, but I do understand the program. It, it's really designed to help you save, know your finances, know what you can get yourself into rather than just, again, jumping in there. And then now you can't afford your mortgage, you know, a year later down the road because you're, now you're paying off your mortgage on a credit card. And it's probably for people a little less responsible than you. I don't think so. I think the program is designed for people who are responsible and have that financial situation where they can, you know, make that discipline and do stuff like, you know, like that. Like like going into it, yeah, it really didn't sound like, like it sounded like a perfect program for Akil because I feel like he had, you know, the capital to go into it. So the, the average person probably doesn't have capital to be able to just drop 10, 20 plus grand on a house and then just and get all these extra benefits it was like they were catering to a certain demographic which i don't think it was like the it's more of a middle class thing rather than like really that's how i really felt like going into it just i I was going into it listening trying to be a sponge but i was also like reading everyone in the chat like what they were saying and like the people in the chat all had very valid points and it was like i wish i would have screenshotted every single thing they said because I, I actually did screen record the whole thing. So, like, I can go back and, and rewatch it. Is there something I want to re-digest and learn? 
But again, my biggest take out of that whole class was that I need to stop buy, buying stuff on credit cards. Like I just need to get rid of all my credit cards, get all those down to zero before I can really move forward and push with this program. And again, like I do you carry a balance on your credit cards? Yeah, pretty much every credit card has a balance. I would say again, but do you pay it off at the end of each month? Not every single. I keep about maybe let's say three, or let's just say three, four credit cards probably have anywhere from 60 to $200. And then I have like my main credit card that I'm yeah, using that I'm using right now has about 1400 on it. But again, I just booked a flight to Japan, paid yeah. for my flight room and board. And I use that credit card for lunch, dinner, like pretty much if I'm not paying cash, I'm paying with that credit card. And then I'm depositing my cash into my cash into my bank account. And I'm, you know, and I'm, distributing it every month you know like they're getting paid yeah. but it just like with that program they're like well why do you need these credit cards like you don't need them like if you have the add a, it, and another thing about the program it was like they're trying to speak to a, a wide audience yeah. and people and everyone's no, different everyone is different yeah. and that's what it is and so people were asking questions in the chat they weren't getting answered because obviously everyone is it has a different situation so that's like the next step after i do this i need to pretty much log into the portal, start submitting documents and setting up a one-on-one -on -one with a counselor so they can go over my specific financial plan and my structure. Someone did say one of the admins in the chat said, Hey, there's a good chance. It might not be a year. If you, if you showed proof that you've been, let's say I pay $1,400 in rent. Yeah. If I have proof that I've been paying off a $1,400 balance every month in my credit card, then it kind of like balances out and it can prove that I have been paying rent. But again, they said, there's no way to really go over everyone's situation on a call of 30, 40 people. Like you have to just take that four hour class, learn as much as you can, and then step into the counselors and then pretty much they'll die. Decide, dissect everything individually for you and work out a plan. What will be best? I mean, I see it's smart because what they're doing is just making sure that if they get you into this, you're going to pay it. Yeah. And you're good for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, Hey, if it saves you forty grand, which yeah, it could, yeah. I mean, if you're not paying a PMI, did you get the exact term for PMI? It's, I don't. It's not. They didn't even. Insurance. They didn't even say the term. They just said mortgage insurance. You don't pay yeah. mortgage insurance, and it was funny. I think it's when property it, mortgage. When 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 Akil gave his little uh, testimony, someone in the chat was, "What is PMI?" Because he kept saying the term PMI, yeah. but throughout that whole presentation, they never called it PMI. They yeah. were just calling it mortgage insurance. Yeah. You don't pay mortgage insurance. So I, I replied back, it's mortgage insurance, guys. Just like, so they kind of knew. But yeah, that, that was one thing. They didn't even bring up that specific term. But when Akil did his testimony, like that was a term he threw around, you know, multiple times. Yeah, because it saves you a lot of money. Yeah, it's the mortgage insurance, you know. Yeah. And they said it could be from 100 to $300, pretty much the average based on, you know, whatever house you get in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there was a lot of information. Some that I probably didn't even really understand. But that's what that counselor, when you step in and you talk to the counselor, they'll be able to break down that stuff, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one basis and really discuss your plan. So I'm still excited about the program. I created the account after. I haven't went in there and started looking at the documents and submitted. So that was something, you know, I was going to set a goal for this week to start submitting documents. But after talking to you before this podcast, you're <coughs> like, yo, Rob, you need to switch your stuff up. So talk a little bit more about what exactly you meant so I could get on the same page as you. Well, when it comes to setting the weekly intentions, I just want to make sure that it's not such a long term. We can have that goal, too. That's fine. But yeah. how can you really focus your energy and really make yourself uncomfortable or challenge yourself between this conversation and the next time that we have a conversation? So yours is a little more long winded, like you went to this thing. That's cool. But what would you do this week? Like submit documents, start looking into yeah. submitting documents, okay. creating the appointment to see the counselor, then maybe actually seeing the counselor, maybe not buying sneakers that week, not going out to eat that week. Not how, how do you feel? How will you feel about them watching your every single dollar you spend? It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to let I'm not going to let them. That's what they do. I'm not going to let them just because, again, I know it's I know there's what a you're different saying. situation because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if someone just has one yeah, job yeah, yeah. and they get a paycheck, it goes in. But my situation is a little bit different because I get tips. They're not going to know how much yeah, tips yeah. I actually get. So my whole thing is they might hit me one week like you've been going out to eat three times a week, spending this much money. How come this week you didn't go out to eat? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they'll do that. But again, like 
Pay for it all cash. No, and that, that's what I'm saying. If I pay with cash, that's when they're going to say, how come, what did you eat this week? Well, you like, still I, I, I don't know how, shopping. I don't know how deep they're going to dissect my finances. That's why. But like at the as end of the day. As long as you're going grocery shopping, bro. And then that's what, no, no, yeah. that's what I was telling my girls. Like, I just have to go grocery shopping. Spend hundred dollars a day. I, yeah. I meal prep for the week. Yeah. And that's something I typically don't do. But again, that is something I might have to do. But again, this, the program talks about where they literally go into all your financial oh, situation. Yeah. They want to know everything. I wouldn't, I would not do that. And, and I, I can't let them, but then they also go off. Like they said, when you know, you, you would know more about this. Obviously you're a business owner. I'd have a big fail. So I just want to talk. You probably get understand this a little more than I did. But let's say a business owner, he made fifty thousand dollars that year. He or let's say let's say a hundred thousand. He made a hundred thousand dollars, but he wrote off fifty thousand dollars in expenses. So technically, he only made fifty thousand dollars from the to the IRS. So there's no way for that person to get a house based on his financials. What they go off IRS, if that makes sense, kind of right. I'm totally confused. No, if, if he generated a hundred thousand dollars and wrote fifty off, he still generated a hundred. No, but he he only he only has fifty thousand to pay his bills, like his rent, his car insurance, his car note, all his you know finances, insurance, medical insurance. Like he only had fifty thousand. So if he's trying to get a house that costs seventy thousand, or you know his bills add up to this, there's no possible way based on the IRS for them to to do it because that's like a way business owners, some business owners. They kind of finesse the system. They say, well, they write off a certain amount. So it's like it makes them seem like they really didn't get paid that much. They're just going to look at the taxes for that year and they'll know everything they need to know. Yeah, well, they said there's certain situations where like some like you need to if you're a business and you're, you know, self-employed and you're claiming a certain amount, you're saying you're making this much, but you're you're deducting this much, like it needs to add up because they can only go off what the IRS knows. Yeah. And so when I hear that, I'm like, well, that means all my extra cash, the IRS doesn't know I have some of this cash off the record, off the record, off the record. You know, the, they don't know I have some cash because again, it's backdated tips, you know? So I'm going to have to pay the IRS for some of the tips, you know, that, that I made just yeah. so I can. I mean, but we're not, it's, it's not like you're a stripper. No, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a fucking DJ, you know. Yeah, I'm making it's not money. that much money. No, yeah. it's not that yeah. much by any means. Maybe like $50 to $20 a week. Yeah, That's it. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I totally understand. That would be the hardest part for me is I'm looking at my finances because, yeah, no, ain't going to happen. So with that being said, my intention, should you think I should? Well, I, wanted, I just want you to challenge yourself a little bit more. I don't think you're challenging yourself that much. So what else could you do? Give me an example. What are you going to do so to I challenge think yourself other than being a better husband? That was last week's. What, what do you have for week, this week? I mean, I want to continue that, but that's not going to be my focus this week. This week, I want to read every day. You got a book in mind? I have. Dude, I got lots of books. <laughs> yeah. Well, what book are you reading? Well, I have many that I need to start. I, I buy them and then they... Well, it's there. Tuesday. We are starting today after this podcast. I don't, I don't know the name of the book. I have two on my nightstand. I forget the name of them, so I'll read one of the ones on my nightstand. And how long is it going to take you? To, you said you're going to read daily. I'm just going to read a daily. page a day. No, like I'll, you tried I'll, to tell me last I'll week, pre- a page I'll, a day. I'll probably read a little bit more than that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I'm just going to make sure. Well, that you should know because you're setting these intentions for yourself and challenging. Well, it yourself, depends so. how much time I have when I do it. Like I can't. I mean. I'm not exactly sure, but at least three pages a day. No, also, you know what? Ten pages a day, minimum. Ten pages a day. That's what I need to read. Are these like David uh, Patterson? Have you ever read David Patterson? His no. books? Well, yeah, his, his pages are real short. Are they those type of pages? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. Hey, well, then I, maybe we'll have to swing back to this, you know, towards the end of the podcast so I can kind of think about it as we're talking cool on, on, on what mine would be for next week. Cause again, I, I think being a homeowner that I understand what you're saying. That is my long end term goal, but to really challenge, challenge myself, you know, maybe, maybe it's that should hey, be my oh, focus. Oh, I got an idea. Why don't you start working out like a is supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think a worked out this week. No, he saying. didn't work out at all. Motherfucker. I told you. I told you, yeah. See, he should have said Monday, but not like next week. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna work out Monday." Yeah. That way, when we questioned him, he's like, "I said Monday. That's next Monday." Yeah. I said a Monday. It's gonna be a Monday someday. Unfortunately, bro, I already knew that was gonna happen. So you know, that's the thing. That is why setting the weekly intention. 
if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm not, there's no way that I'm not going to at least give it a shot. Right. So, um, it's just really setting an intention to do something just a Mm. little bit different than what you're currently doing. So you grow as a person. Well, for those of you guys that don't know us, Steve, I was talking to him earlier today, not really talking to him. I walked up to him and, uh, he kind of patted me on my belly. <laughs> so I think he's calling me fat or I'm getting a little chunky. You're getting a little chunky, dude. Hey, so uh, maybe working out might be a good one. Yeah. Every day I go to the gym at lunch, brah. You know what? Maybe not. What? What excuse I gotta start, do you I gotta have? Start, I got to start crawl before I could walk. What do you, you mean? Know? I got to crawl before I could run. What are you talking about? You know, I can't just like jump in the gym. You, you know just I mean? show the fuck may- up the fuck you can't. Maybe I should start with like some push-ups or something, you know. In the gym. Running the block, you no. know, like run, run my neighborhood. In the gym at lunch, bro. I'll hold you accountable. I know you will, and that's why I'm not trying to make <laughs> this my intention. I mean, I ain't here tomorrow, so you got tomorrow off. I probably I won't got be. Tomorrow off I probably, I probably won't be here Thursday either. So maybe Friday. So Friday we're gonna go in the gym. And then when do you leave for next week? What day? Wednesday. Yeah, so we could do Friday, Monday. If you do Friday and Monday, we'll record a podcast on Tuesday. That's at least two days. Commit to that. Man, Akil committed to one day and he didn't even get that done. I, I should commit I'm at not, least th- again. I gotta before I jump into something again, bro. What, I don't what work are you out. Afraid of? For, for, I'm not afraid. I'm just saying, like, if you guys obviously aren't looking at looking at us right now, but my body type is like a. <laughs> if you guys ever have you ever seen the show American Dad? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's like a kind of like an animated cartoon, kind of like Family Guy. But in that show, there's an alien named Roger. <laughs> he got very long, skinny arms and a big old belly. That's kind of what I'm looking like right now. Bro, the sooner you get on it, the better off you'll be. You're 30 years old, bro. You, you know what? start I, working out. I, I think I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. I, I'm going to make some intentions to do that. Uh, I, I'm not going to. don't think I'm going to go in there benching. Bro. Coming in. I'm, I'm going to start with some sit-ups. Work on the belly. Just Run show, some sit-ups and maybe some push-ups. Up. Just show the fuck up. That's it. I'm going to do like 30 minutes. No, I can't, I can't just, do a whole hour. I got to eat. I no, got a lunch break. I got to eat listen, too. Listen, you're with the boss, bro. <laughs> you're with the boss. It's okay. Trust me. Yeah. Anyone who's going to actually put in effort to exercise, they can have a little longer lunch. But if you're just going to smoke weed and fucking eat, sorry, you got to be back in an hour. All right. Well, I don't smoke weed, so I guess I'm going to have to uh, get in the gym starting a Friday. Going to make that intention. Like, right. I, I, I can set myself to it. And again, that is me challenging myself. I know. That's, that's a challenge. I know. So I'm definitely yeah. going to be challenging myself Friday. Monday, I might call off stage. <laughs> just You'll no, be I'm fine, bro. Yeah. You'll feel good, dude. I'm no, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure coming into Japan, I'll probably be doing some push-ups at the gym. There you go. Like, hey, well, uh, we can, let's just go ahead and uh, we talk about our intentions. You got anything, uh, maybe like an overarching topic we could talk about for this podcast today? <sighs> Let's I mean, the first episode, we kind of broke down a little bit about us, our backstory. We had a kill episode two, kind of talk about his backstory. I say we dig a little deep into our stories. And I think I was thinking about we could, this could be called or tagged the silver lining. Okay. The silver lining. Well, so you just told me at the beginning, you don't want segments. Now you want a segment. It's not a segment. It's this is off the cuff, bro. All right, then there we go. Yeah. So uh, break it down. What do you think? What are you seeing for this silver lining? So silver lining is going through a struggle in your life, but you find the good. Like, you know, you're making lemonade out of lemons, bro. All right, well, do you want to go first or should I? Um, why don't you go first? Because I'm, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about this story and uh, what we are kind of Yeah, for sure. Earlier. So uh, for those of you who haven't heard the first podcast, I kind of did have a rough uh, – upbringing a rough childhood I was in group homes since I was 14 uh literally the first two weeks I was in that group home I ran away went went living under the bed with some of my friends you know uh, got in some trouble ended up getting arrested what did you get arrested for uh what, what was it this time <laughs> no it was honestly uh so I broke into a house this is a true story so okay. I broke into some girl who I went to elementary school's house Robbed a bunch of her stuff. Jesus Again, God. I was 14 years old. Okay, I'm not I, No, no, I, I yeah. broke into her house. I then went back to the block with my friends and I, older kids. Now, these are 17, 18-year-old kids, and I told them, yo, this house got TVs, plays. Like, I only got, like, a PlayStation or an Xbox and, you know, like, 
some small things. And I kind of told him, I was like, yo, this house, it's a lick. Let's go bust it. So that night, they ended up robbing a pizza man for his car. It was like a truck. We, they, they robbed a pizza man for he, the truck. He got out to deliver the pizza. They jumped in and took and off. They yeah. took his car. They pretty much got him for the pizza and, yeah. and his keys, yeah. took the truck, bounced off with that. So that next day, we went inside the house with the truck. We parked in the alley. We went through. We got through. Got were, inside the were house. Were they out of town or like they? They, they were in school. The, uh, the parents worked and the girl I knew, she was at like some summer but, program. But you robbed it one day and then went back the, the next, next day. day? That's the not very next smart. day. It was not very smart because a silent alarm ended up going off. Uh-huh. But we ended up getting away. But as we got away, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure if it was a silent alarm or what happened. But all I know is we went to the pawn shop. Right away. Oh, so whether the pawn shop called the cop and said, yo, there's some young dudes here trying to sell some shit. Yeah. And we ended up getting arrested off the rip. You know, within an hour, we went to two different pawn shops, literally a mile away from each other. And we ended up getting arrested. So, th- I'm, yeah, I'm just going deeper. So that was, I yeah. got arrested. Uh, after that, I was on probation. They ended up putting me in a group home. They said, hey, or I was, was, actually, I was actually already on probation for smoking weed. Were you already in a group home? No, no. So, so I was on probation for smoking weed. Okay. I ended up getting arrested for that. Uh-huh. They tried to take me back to my parents' house, and my mom had, like, a tweaker boyfriend. Uh-huh. And, like, my mom was just, she, she's, mentally, she's not really there. She's not unstable. So they kept trying to call my house. They never answered. They never answered. So a CPS worker ended up, you know, like, I Going was in jail there. for, like, three days, four days. And they said, hey. We have to take you to your house and see what's going on. You know, your mom never answered. They didn't go to court. We can't get a hold of them. When they got there, her boyfriend came out cussing and screaming, saying, we don't want him, yada, yada, yada. He's a troublemaker. So the dude told me, he's like, hey, there's nothing I can do but put you in a group home. So they put me in a group home. I was there for a week, maybe two weeks, and then I dipped. Dipped. And then after that, I was staying on the, you know, under my friends, same friends, staying under their bed, living with them. And then literally this happened I was 14. I was hanging out with some girl, literally just hanging out with her till maybe like two, three, two or three o'clock in the morning. And this was like really far. The bus had stopped running. So I, and I, I didn't have nowhere to stay. You know, I was staying with my friends. So I decided to sleep at a park. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay at the park. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just stay here. A cop ended up showing up at the park and like kind of grabbed me and said, Hey, what are you doing here? You're just a little kid. I, I should have ran. I didn't run. You know, but I should have took off and dipped. But, you know, I was, like, kind of tired still, just stayed there. The cop got me. They said I have a missing missing person report on me. So they ended up taking me back to Durango. I was there for, like, two, three days. No, the first time I was there for a week, maybe a week and a half. The second time I was there for, like, two to three days. And then they told me that, well, you know, we're going to put you in a group home. You just left the group home. Now we're putting you in a new group home. The group home I went to was in East Mesa, so that's far compared to Phoenix from what, what I knew. I didn't, I knew nothing about Mesa, you know? So they said, if you run from here, you're going to go to Adobe Mountain. And for those of you that know, Adobe Mountain is kind of like a prison for juveniles. Like, Durango is just like jail for them. You know, they get in trouble shoplifting, you go there. This was like a prison for people who was really doing crazy, stupid shit. And obviously, I didn't want to go there. You know what I'm saying? I was just a, a young kid, you know, got in trouble with the law. But I wasn't like I never considered myself like that much of like a like a criminal or a troublemaker, you know. So I ended up going to East Mesa. I was there for about a year till I got off probation. Maybe like a month after I got off probation, they literally sent me to a, a, a boot camp called Canyon State Academy. For those of you that don't know that, don't Google it because I don't want to give them any clout. You're probably going to go to the page. It's going to make it seem like Disneyland for, for kids, but it's, this shit is crazy. So just imagine it like a gridiron gang. Have you seen gridiron gang? Yeah. The football movie where it's like a jail, but they got football there. They, so that's what it was. It's literally like a school for boys, but they would literally make you do these things called 1820s. So you do 18 exercises 20 times once a day. They would make you run three miles once a day. And like you would work out, they would make you go to like, you would go to school, you would you would just do all this extra shit. But the one good thing about it, they did like vocational training. So like I went to, I was in the calling, I was in the kitchen. You know, I was like, I seen locked, I seen a blood and blood out. I'm trying to work in the kitchen like Miklo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I was, I'm gonna get my food handlers card. I'm gonna go straight to you know the kitchen. You know, and and that was actually pretty dope because you know I would steal cookies every day and come back yeah. to, to the, the cottage kitchen with cookies. Run shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like my whole intention. I was like, I know what it is. I'm gonna go to the kitchen. 
really I should have did like automotive or something, you know, like really learned to trade or something. Cause there was, there was some good things about the spot. Like they did trades. How long they were gave you there? sports. I was there for 10 months. So some good things about that. Just, you know, again, here's the silver lining. My whole experience, you know, I was 17. I graduated. It was a high school. So I was able to grad like an accelerated high school, you can say. So I was able to graduate high school early. I got my lifeguard certificate there. I got my food handlers card and it pretty, I took a independent, like a, what would you call like a econ economics class and independent studies for them to really teach you like, you know, skills to be an adult stuff like taxes, credit cards, like stuff that you go to high school. They're not really going to teach you that stuff. But I ended up getting out when I was 17 and going to another group home. But this group home was more like an independent living group home. So it was like for kids that were like 17, 18, you know, still going to college and or go, or trying to go to college graduating high school and really like setting them up. They gave them because the most group homes, you can't do shit. You're like, you're locked in. You know, your only time you could leave is if it was the staff. This was like, they gave me all the freedom in the world. So I went from having no freedom for 10 months to getting out. And they gave me all the freedom in the world. And for most people, they're probably not going to succeed off that, just that whole intentions. But I could say I got out, already had my mindset. I was graduated high school. I was trying to go to college, Phoenix College, started enrolled, enrolled right away. Within the first week, I got my first job because I had my food vendors card. I was able to get a job at Carl's Jr. So, again, that is just a brief backstory, you know, a little deeper onto some of the challenges and trouble I got into as a kid, you know, whether going to this boot camp. But, again, there was that silver lining where I was able to get my food vendors card. I was able to graduate high school early right when I got out. I got a job right away. I enrolled in classes at Phoenix College. I was 17 in college, you know what I'm saying? Not most people can say that. So there was definitely a silver lining to, like, my whole backstory and upbringing. So a couple questions, I guess. That's uh, interesting. And those of you that are listening, again, all three of you. Um, 300. Rob, Rob's worked for me for a long time, but I don't know him that well. Like, we, yeah. we, we don't know each other super well, so I'm guessing by the end of this fucking podcast and many more, we're going to probably know each other better than anybody else. I'm going to be buff like Steve. Come on. <laughs> but why do you think it is that you took advantage? Because what they're doing is they are they're setting people up that actually want to take advantage of what they're offering. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. What percentage of the people in there you think were actually doing that versus the people that were like, fuck you, don't care, you know what I mean? The, the, the funny thing about this program, again, I was there for 10 months. When you first get there, they, they have this thing called orientation you have to go through. I was one of the top persons in orientation. I didn't talk to no one. I didn't, you know, like, it, it's really hard to explain the program to someone unless you've been in there. If you were there, like, you under like they, they brainwash you. The, this this program literally brainwashes you to think snitching is cool, holding people account. Like it it's it's bad. Like the program was a shit show. But again, the first thirty days or two weeks I was there, whatever the orientation was, I was like a star. So then I went into my main cottage. I was again perfect, perfect. They make you go through these little statuses, you know, and like essentially. In order to graduate the program. So when you're saying you're just not causing any trouble. I didn't cause no trouble. Yeah. I was hands you, to the side. Yeah, yeah. You was on the table. Yeah, I listened. Yeah. I, head focused, head down, whatever I needed to do. Until about two weeks in to the main cottage. You know, again, you, you're like a rookie, then like an intern. Like there's these different statuses you get. Till I realized two weeks in, everyone just kept snitching on me for the little stupidest shit. And then like they would have these little meetings and like they would try to hold you accountable. And I was like, yo. This program's a fucking shit show. Like, I'm from the hood. We don't snitch on people. All you motherfuckers are snitches. Like, that's, that was my mindset. So after that two weeks of being in the main cottage, I was literally the most non-caring person you could imagine. Trust me. Like, I didn't. they would tell me to do something. I did the opposite. Like, I just didn't care. You ain't allowed to talk. I was talking. We weren't allowed. Like, <laughs> it was bad. Like, I just didn't care and they about just, this program. they just didn't reprimand you or what? Well, it, the, the, the thing what it was was in this program, like, again, you have to, like, graduate the program. Like, for most people who go there, like, your, like, your whole intention is to go there to graduate. My CPS worker told me that wasn't the plan. They just wanted to put me there for a few months to kind of focus me up and get me to not smoke weed no more. But, again, I just... 
So I was there pretty good, pretty good. And I think it was honestly when I found out that my CPS worker didn't have like an escape plan for me. Yeah. They were like, well, we're just going to have you stay in here. Then There's no like, fuck it. Then I said, fuck it. Yeah. How, if if I don't got to graduate this program, why do I need to be, you know, put up with the rules, their laws, whatever, yada, yada, yada to, to pass this program. I just non-caring attitude the whole way until about the last 30 days I was there. And then I was... I was a day away from getting my RAM status. And that is like the top thing you can be there. And that's how you graduate the program. They get you like this letterman jacket for being a RAM. And then my CPS worker, the day, again, it was a day before I was supposed to become a RAM. He said, all right, well, we can keep you here for a day so you can become a RAM or you can get out today. Give me out today. Yeah. I said, give me out. Bye. I'm trying to yeah. leave. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it was. While the reason the whole time I was there, I guess they were trying to set me up for like this, a better group home, something that I, that I can, you know, succeed in. Cause I've always had like a, I, I've always told myself, you know, I've always been smart and street smart. Like I've always had a brain, always got A's and B's. I may have been like a class clown in school, but I was that kid that I still got, I got my work done before everyone else, which is why I joked around and messed around in school. Because I just felt like, yeah, it's like most kids who get in trouble is because they're doing that to seek attention and, you know, they're not good at school. They're not good at academics. I was the complete opposite. I've always been very, like, book smart and always did really good. And I think, again, like my, my head has always been on my shoulders and, and just wanted the better things for myself. But, again, just the cards I was dealt, you know, sometimes I just couldn't get that. So did you – you still talk to your mom and is she still with this dude or no? Uh, well, well, my mom's situation is an, a, another struggle in its own. She's actually in hospice at the moment and, be, and been there, you know, so knock on wood, you know, she could pass today. She could pass tomorrow. Oh. She, she's blind. She's uh, literally in, in this home, you know, and, and been there since I was 18. Uh, and it's pretty sad to say, I, I don't really tell too many people this, Steve, but again, you know, it's all about being uncomfortable and getting comfortable with it. When I was 18, my mom didn't know who I was. Oh like, wow. she, she has dementia. Oh, wow. So, like, every time I see her, she thinks I'm her brother. And she, she calls me Raymond, and that's her brother. My sister, my brother, my aunt, cousins, everyone that goes there, she knew who, she wa- who they were, called them by their name, can have conversations. But when it comes to me, she always thought I was her brother, Raymond. So, like, at 18 years old, you know, that was hard on me. Very hard, like, you know. So, I, I like, again, I, I wish I seen my mom more. But I, I don't see her as much as I should, you know. But again, you know, it's that should be some intentions too, you know. Start spending more time with my mom, you know, someday. Yeah, I mean, I resonate with that a little bit. Um, obviously, my mom committed suicide, so there was a point in time where every time I talked to her, she'd just cry and fucking freak out, and it was hard for me being, you know, I was probably your age. I was, I think, I was fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. seventeen, and every time I talked to her, she would cry so it was hard for me to like maintain that relationship after she had me move in with my father so um yeah i mean i'm sorry to hear that man but uh you know i mean there's a silver lining at all and uh, with that being said I, I would love to hear you're a little a little deeper about something something that i don't know you know like i said i've been here for four or five years and we've never had some of these deeper conversations i've never really got to know you on that uh, know you on that personal level so i think right now it would just be that great opportunity you know i mean the biggest silver lining for me, and you already kind of know this story, so I don't want to go into it, but I'll just basically say is when I got arrested. Yeah. Um, back against the wall, I need to do something with my life outside of that, and I basically turned it into a positive. I told my you know, uh, probation officer, I said, listen, I'm not going to be any problems. I'm probably going to be the least of any of your problems, and... I didn't know if everyone told her that. She's like, no, most people that tell me that, they're not. So I got off probation early. Um, very similar situation. Um, but what I'm trying to think. I always try to find the silver lining. So t- I can't really think of anything in particular outside of getting arrested, starting a business. Maybe something business-related that you know that there's a silver lining that you thought was pretty bad, but you found the silver lining when it comes to just rejuvenator as a whole. I mean, I, I, don't, I try to do it. Every situation. Well, give an example. I don't, I fucking can't think of one. You do it for everything, but you can't think of one. I can't think of anything in particular because I'm always trying to like find the positive in a situation. Yeah, I don't know. That's just how my brain works though. Like I always am like, okay, this is happening, but how can I spin this? Like how can I get something positive out of the situation? So yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
unfortunately, I guess uh, it was my idea, and I don't have yeah, a great you story. Had, you had all day to think about this shit. What the fuck? <clears throat> but your story was good. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, things you don't know. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I don't know. I guess I could say I got a, I got a story. I mean, obviously, my dad, when we talked before, my dad was addicted to crack cocaine. And I remember the first time that I came home from school, and I was with a buddy of mine, and we came came home from high school, I think it was probably 15, um, and I just moved in with him, and we get in the house, and there's a ashtray, and there's fucking crap, crack pipes in the ashtray, that's how I found out my dad smoked crack, I'm like, what the fuck, so I obviously broke him, um, and I really dealt with my dad being a pretty bad drug addict, man, he used to sell cocaine he used to have fucking junkies over at the house um i moved into the guest house when i was probably 16 i think i moved in we had a guest house in the back so i moved into there so he just kind of took over the whole fucking situation and it was i mean it was a crack house man it was uh it was interesting i've seen things that most people the average person i should say depending on what you know, what part of town and shit you're from and what you've experienced. But the average person hasn't seen the shit that I've seen, um, which is interesting. You know, I'm sure the same sim- similar situation for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really, just seeing him go down this rabbit hole and get so fucked up, I think the silver lining for me is it taught me, hey, I don't want to do that. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I, I avoided doing drugs, um, for a long time, like I never did cocaine. I didn't even like, uh, weed. Um, I, I like to drink, which, you know, unfortunately it is what it is. But, um, so I started drinking when I was 15, but I never really went to hard drugs. I mean, I'd have motherfuckers smoking meth in the same room as me and I didn't fucking do it. Um, so I think that's the silver, that's a story with silver lining, you know, just paying attention to your surroundings and, and learning from other people's mistakes. A couple deep questions for you. Uh, obviously you talk about your mom committing suicide, uh, and your dad being on drugs. Do you know if your mom was on drugs too? And do you think that ha- because of drugs, why she might've committed or was this just something more emotional and deeper? It's more emotional and deeper. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she drank, she liked smoking weed, but the thing about that is my, my, my dad left when I was three. My mom raised me till I was 15, right? Mm-hmm. She never had a boyfriend. I mean, she had boyfriends. She never, no dude ever lived with us, like, the whole time. So I never had a, a male figure in my life, ever. So I'm sure she dated guys. She went out. She, I'm sure she did her yeah. thing because she told me later. You know, one day I came home from school or something as a kid, and there was some fucking dude, like, sleeping under our covered patio, and I came home, I went to open the door, and he pops up, and it was some dude that just got out of jail, and I guess they hooked up at some point. And so I called her, and she told him, get the fuck out of there, right? Like, yeah. you don't show up at my fucking house and sleep on the ground. Um, so I was my mom's whole life at the end of the day, and when I became a teenager and I was a little more difficult probably than she would have liked, that's when she said, hey, I want you to go live with your dad. She used to threaten me all the time, hey, I'm going to send you to your dad, I'm going to send you to your dad, blah, 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 like when I'd be an asshole or something. Um, and then one day, you know, I was 14 and a half or 15, she's like, it's time for your father to come teach you how to be a man, and he's going to come, come take care of you. So They were both in Tucson? No, he was in Miami. So he moved from Miami, Florida to Tucson. He bought I was say Miami, Arizona? <coughs> no. <coughs> he bought the house that I grew up in that I grew up in from my mom. So I never even changed houses. Oh, I just I just changed parents. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And I went from my mom, where are you going? What are you doing? Who are you with? to my dad not giving two fucks. Yeah, like yeah. I'd be gone for days. He'd be gone for days. Um so I think that was pretty challenging for my mom as I'm her whole life. She she leaves, she goes out of town, she moves a couple places. And, you know, again, every time I talked to her, she would cry. And so it was hard for me. It's like, man, I don't, I'm 15, 16 years old. I don't want to listen. You don't know how to. How do you, you deal, deal with, with that? You don't know yeah. how to. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm 30 
And if my girlfriend's crying, I don't know how to like, you know, make her feel better. I'm yeah. sorry, what can I do for yeah. you? But yeah, it's hard. And sure. I was in such a, a growth phase of my life because it was like the world had opened up. You know, I was kind of uh, smothered before and it's like, wow, there's all these things. So I was like, it was sensory overload. Um, it was just an interesting time in my life. So um, and then one day and I'll just finish the story. One day my aunt called and I was probably on your mom or dad's side on mom's my mom's side. side. And my dad was again, we I lived in the guest house she asked, she called me and asked to speak to him. And I knew I'm right away. I'm like, that's weird. Why, why would she be calling asking to yeah. speak with my dad? So I gave her the, or gave him the phone and I could just tell something was wrong. And he basically, you know, told me that she committed suicide. And you know, it's fucked up because anyone who's dealt with suicide in their life, like, um, hopefully someone's listening to this and they can relate to it, I guess. Um, it's a selfish thing, man. It's like how I, I understand that she had some mental issues. Obviously, you just don't do that. But it's like now she's never going to meet my daughter, never met my wife. Like it's it's an interesting thing. And she committed suicide in her father's house. She shot herself in the chest in a sleeping bag in his backyard. He found her. Horrible, man. Yeah. So it's like. I'm I'm definitely on the same page when it comes to you know s someone who commits suicide is selfish. However, that's not what every how everyone views it. I mean, especially like I'm going to Japan, so if you look at the Japanese culture, they don't look at suicide like that. They look at it as more of an honor, which is mind blowing to me. I don't see that or understand it, but like again, every culture is different the way how they view it, which which is again it's insane to me. Yeah, and again, I I don't want to be. I don't want to say the word selfish and, and demean the whole thing because obviously I struggled with it for a long time. You know what I mean? Like it's, it totally changed my life. Um, but again, I am the person I am because of that. And that's why I don't I don't sweat the small shit. It's like, man, you're so worried about this fucking situation over here. It means nothing like that. How could you, and I try to teach my daughter this. Again, she's four, so it's not going to be that easy. But when she starts crying for nothing, I'm like, hey, listen, it's you. It's not that big of a deal. Like, there's things to cry about and there's things not to cry about. Um, but you don't need to be so emotional over this. And, again, she's four, so she's like, oh, <laughs> don't be mean. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to help her know that, you know, you don't have to worry about the little things as much. You know, some people freak out over the littlest shit, and it drives me nuts. So, you're like me, uh, <laughs> you were getting mad at me trying to just break down the podcast. You're like, no, we're just gonna fucking talk, bro. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Yeah, and that's whatever. what we did this whole episode. Yeah, it's it. good. No, yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, not that we're over. What else were we gonna talk about? I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Obviously, you know, we always like to talk about a little bit of sneakers, so we can talk about uh, sneakers. Maybe ready. Sure, I'll, we'll talk about sneakers a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to force the sneaker thing anyway, but why you brought it up, I see you got a couple pair of the big bubbles. Hey, I said it last week. I need two pairs. Yeah, I came in and I'm like, oh, those are nice, and you've been wearing them every day since. Every day since. Like I said, I said it last time. I got the shoes so I could wear it. Need me two pairs so I get to stomping in my Air Max ones. Yeah, I, it's funny because the minute I thought about it, it was like 8.01, and I think Daylight Savings changed. Daylight yep. savings time changed. So I thought that I was going to be getting there. It was sold out. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, I got them on sneakers. And then again, uh, Manor, our local shop, they opened up at 12. It was going to be like 1240. And I was like going on the Instagram just because they always post that there's a line. I didn't see them post a line. Finally, I seen someone like post inside the store about getting a pair. So I called them right away. I said, yo, you guys got a size nine and a half? And they said, yeah, we got, like, we sold out of from 10 and above. They only had 10 and under. And they and I was like, hey, I'm 10 minutes away. You, do you think they'll, they'll still be there? They said, what's your name? I'll hold it for you. Yeah, just say my I, name. I work for Reshuvenator. Oh, I didn't have to say that. But what I did do, I walked inside the store and had to shift the Reshuvenator products. Yes. They, <laughs> I yeah. I don't, man, I'm telling you, bro. That's the, one of the most I'll have to send things. that email to them and <laughs> make sure they get it under it's, know the brand orientation. It's one of the most annoying things ever. And I knew that it was going to happen when we rebranded and went with that logo, but whatever. 
What Why else? don't you look at this? this, this let's talk about the logo because it's fresh in my mind. As with Nike, obviously, the swoosh goes one way. But you see athletes from back in the day, you know, put the swoosh a different way. And, you know, now they got it upside down, different way. So so why is it so, you know, important to you for it to be displayed one way versus universal? Just let the let the viewer, the eyes in the beholder, let them rock with it as they see, please. Consistency. Consistency. Yeah, just because I want it to, when someone first sees it, I want it to look the same everywhere they see it. That way there's no confusion. It's It's more recognizable. So it's but you again, put confusion already in the air just by having that logo, you know, like you said, you yeah, knew it whatever. was gonna be confusion. Yeah. I mean I just figured people could follow directions, but yeah. <laughs> I, I think I learned Welcome to know, America. Yeah, common sense isn't that common. But that's okay. All right, well let's just continue about sneakers. I'm looking on a sneakers app right now and they got a few different pair of phone pauses. Were you ever into the phone pauses wave? No. Never. No. I had a pair only because I wanted to check them out, but yeah, nah. I like my feet to breathe. Number one, and they're just too constricting. And like well, the shoes design, the more you wear it, it's supposed to mold around your foot. Like it's yeah, that's what it, the material is supposed to melt and sh- not melt, but you know, like foam form into your foot. Yeah. Never got into them. You? I, I mean, when I started collecting sneakers, that was again. I remember you had the pink pair. I got a pink pair. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I got the pink pair. And again, that was just one of those shoes. But when I was heavy into shoes, was it, am I going to spend $260, $80 on some foam paws or am I going to buy some Jordans? And Jordans were obviously just, you know, more popular sneakers than the foam. So, like, I've always appreciated them. There are certain models I like. But, again, I don't see myself dropping $280. You, you know think, what I'm saying, you think they'll make a comeback? I do not think so. Just because <laughs> of that price point. The only way they would make another price point is if Jordan keeps – Going up with their prices, you know what I'm saying? Because now you're spending two fifty yeah. average, two forty. Comeback, pr- yeah, 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 yeah. I think the only with them, the only way that they would make a comeback is the right person wearing them, like Travis Scott. Yeah, I mean, dunks were dead until he started wearing them. It really wasn't him. It was uh, honestly, with the, what I see is the way fashion and everything works nowadays. It's all the NBA and NFL players. You what, don't think it was? No, 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 not Travis. Not Travis Bro, Scott. No, bullshit. no, 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 no. Like, How much oh, you like a, reg- like a regular dunk? Just yeah. a regular oh, dunk. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They started coming out with those coll- collegiate colorways. Uh, and then, again, you just see every a- NBA star wearing low-top dunks and booty shorts and Go- big baggy tees. Who brought back the dunk? Google it. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah. Who brought back the dunk? I want to say because they were dead, man. People were trying to give dunks away before that. And then... He starts rocking them. Like SB dunks or just regular dunks? Regular dunks. I mean, I don't remember what he was wearing at the time, but. Because I don't even recall him was wearing he? dunks like that. He was wearing his own Travis Scott stuff. No, no. He, he I was, mean, yeah, the Google's dunks. not giving an answer. I'll we'll have to research. do some research after the podcast, you know, and uh, I can show him like, ha, I you're put, wrong. I put money on it. I, again, I think I, Travis Scott brought him back. I don't, I mean. He was wearing his Jordan ones with the like. I'm telling you, I think he. I'm telling you, man. I, I again, I could be wrong, but I'd be willing to bet money on it. Like you're, uh, what I could say maybe is when he came out with a. This is the Travis the, effect, bro. The, the Travis Scott, like when he came out with hit, like he he started wearing the SB Dunks again. Yeah, what to, to, to me, there's dunks. a big difference. No, there's a big difference between SB. <laughs> And then just like a collegiate colorway, college colorway dunk. Dunk in general. I'm just saying dunks. Dunks were dead because I know that people were trying to sell them to us at the store, and we were like, yeah, I don't know. And then they took off like a rocket ship, bro. You may be right again when it comes to the SBs because I bought a pair of Tiffany Dunks, not the yeah, not Tiffany's. one of these. I bought the the black diamond ones, like four hundred bucks or something. No, I bought them for one hundred and fifty six dollars. Yeah, but again, not not like the. This was after they went up no, and they come was, back down. Yeah, so this was obviously they have the the low top, the original yep. OG Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they came out with a high top, yep. maybe in 2011, 12, and that was like one of the shoes I wanted. Again, that's when I was my peak collecting shoes, and I wanted it, the Tiffany Dunks, the one uh, Akil got. Mm-hmm. The the one I'm talking about, they're just the all black. They came out with all black, yep. all white, and then they came out with an all yellow pair. So I got those for $156. Be, p- 
prior to the again the resurgence of the yes. SB dunks. There's a, to me, there's a huge yeah, difference. I, I I lump them all in together. Bro. There's not though. There's not. But you you are correct when it comes to the SBs. Travis started wearing Travis started wearing like the cherries, the Stussy cherries, and a bunch of these OG colorways, and then the the. the SB dunks went right back up, but I think. It, but the actual college, like again, like just I think it. I think it did. It lifted everything. Like not, nah, like not the Kentucky dunks. You know, like the. Well, what is the other one though? The red and white pair. Like there's like three to four pairs that were like the Spartan pairs. Like those ones were uh, to me, athletes rocking them again. That is the new fashion week. People aren't looking at what they're wearing in London. They're looking at what these NBA stars are wearing down the tunnel to these games, and that is how fashion trends start off. I promise you that is how a lot of trends are starting. I don't think Within so. the last three years. I disagree. All right, man. We'll, we'll, I don't think it's – I think it's a collective between NBA stars, but I think that there is very influential people occasionally in uh, popular culture – that really move the needle. And I don't think the the regular average Joe athlete is moving the needle like Travis Scott or other like very critical Kardashians, like people that really have influence. So if you if you look at let's just think think about the last two, three years, Travis Scott doesn't wear man man booty shorts, whatever they call them, you know. You what? do. You bought them. When what are you went, talking about? So uh the little mesh shorts that are above the knees. Mesh shorts. Like the mesh ba- basketball shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were at Kobe Swap Meet. You bought some off the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're oh, like the yeah Louis, I know what you're talking like, about. And yeah, those yeah, are yeah. above yeah. the knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like some 90s shit. Yeah, Travis Scott wasn't wearing that. Who brought those back? Eric Emanuel is like one of the, the, the founders of who creates those shorts. And it's literally athletes that are wearing these baby booty shorts that brought them back. I don't wear them. That's Baby what I'm saying. Booty well, shorts. they're like the, the man booty shorts, whatever they call them. There's a name, Hoochie Dad shorts. That's what they call them. Really? Hoochie Dad See, shorts. I'm, I'm old, bro. I don't know. But you wear them. Yeah, I wear, I wear shorts that are above the knees. Yes. But have you always or just recently? No, no, but I also work out. So it's like, yeah, you know, show off all my hard work. There you go. There you go. But again, college, uh, athletes, college athletes, that's who brought back that trend, in my opinion. Again, basketball players have always been trendsetters. We can go back to Allen Iverson, you know, and his big baggy shorts, cornrows, tattoos. I hope, like, I hope that does not come back. I mean, if you look at the trends I right know, now, and you're talking about it's, Travis it's Scott. Push, it's pushing that way. I agree, but I just hope. I mean, I, I already know everything comes back. Yeah, really full just circle. slightly different. It's just that big baggy shit. I just, I'm not, like, that was interesting and cool when I was, like, in my 20s. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm pushing 50, it's just not, I mean, it's just not, ex- I, c- I can't do it. Well, let, let's just continue talking about fast trends because I go by Pretty Boy Rob for a reason. I feel like I'm, I, I like fashion. I like sneakers. Okay. So do you ever see, like, let's just say, how can I word this? Like jerseys making a resurgence. Because just I remember when I first started listening to hip hop and music and fashion, one of my favorite persons style wise was Fabulous. Fabo, he, you know, he had the matching shoes, the matching jersey, and matching hat. A full fit again. I mean, people still do that. Jerseys aren't like, jerseys aren't as hot as like they could be, I feel yeah, like. I jerseys could come, be like a, that'll a come staple, back. like everyone's rocking jerseys. It'll come back. I mean, I, I like jerseys. I know if I was as buff and tatted as you, Steve, that's all I'd be wearing is jerseys. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back. I'm sure it will. All right, two days, uh, two days in the gym. In the coming weeks, you might see me wear a jersey. Two days in, the, two with, days ain't gonna do it with no sleeves. <laughs> two days ain't gonna do it. You need about two months at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, at least two months. So what, what intentions are you gonna set for this week? Oh, you did. I'm it. Gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go work out. I'm gonna go to the gym Friday for sure, and then uh, I'm gonna think about Monday. Monday. No, you gotta go Friday and Monday, bro. The, the only thing I, the reason why I'm, de- I'm debating about Monday. Is again, that's my last week. I'm going out of town. I'm going to Japan. Good. But my girlfriend is staying with me, so I got to go spend time with her on my lunch break. Uh, Bring her some food. You know, like that's my last week I'm going to be there, you know, just that Monday and Tuesday. And she's just going to be sitting at my house starving. You think I'm trying to be a good boyfriend too? She, she don't work? She don't work. Not at the moment. She hasn't been working. So she's literally sitting at your house all day? Nah, she's cleaning. <laughs> she as she should be. She ain't cleaning all day. Oh, no, no. 
Sheet cleaning. Scrubbing them toilets. Shout out to you, babe. Oh, man. That's so... <laughs> that's rude, bro. You got to No, no, no. She knows. She knows. Yeah, no, she knows. Um, okay. I mean, I can't argue with that. So, so that's why I'm kind of debating Monday. I'm going to talk to her, and she's probably going to tell me, you go better get your out. ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah, going to tell yeah. me, go get you your ass in the gym. Good point. Ask her. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather t- me come home for uh, lunch on Monday, or would you rather me hit the gym? Go ahead. Hit the gym, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, man, Steve. We've been rambling on for over an hour. Uh, any last-minute things you want to get off your chest? No, man. Uh, again, just... I want to continue having fun. Again, I don't want to put too much pressure. We did, we did, I actually did order some um, video, uh, what the fuck I want to call video cameras. YouTube coming soon? So YouTube will be, I would say this is episode three. I would say by episode six, we should have some video to go with it. Um, so people can join and watch in if they want. I don't know. I Sounds mean, dope. We're still going to be in this kind of, corner but um once we do that for a little bit we'll we'll get uh we'll keep it moving we'll get a, a better uh, podcast studio have you decided if this is going directly on rejuvenators youtube or are we creating our own defy the odds a podcast great question i don't know um for youtube we just need to have the conversation maybe we do both i don't know for sure for sure i don't know but again for anyone who's listening challenge yourself this week set some intentions and then um, you know, I, I wish you could report back to us. You can obviously write a comment. I think they can comment on you can. Apple, right? You can definitely put yeah. some comments on yeah. Apple. Put some comments in and let us know if you actually, f- you know, actually did and followed through with your intentions, unlike Akil, who <laughs> didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, cool, hey, w- Would you say, though, if they comment, are you going to comment back? Or can we, is that available, that feature? I, I don't know. Man, this is so new to me. I don't know, bro. So I don't hey, if we can, Steve will be in there personally I, and I'll, comment on your intention. I'll try if I see it again. I don't know. This is so new. So, again, we're just learning as we go, and, you know, hopefully we improve every time. All right, guys. Again, we appreciate you listening to Episode 3 of the Five the Odds Podcast. With all that being said, we outie. Peace. Feeling again, ready to breathe again, believing in Time's mine, if I sign, you sign We get this from the start, take the game for the fame But not to play the part On my feet again, ready to breathe again, believing in Time's mine, if I sign, you sign We get this from the start, take the game for the fame But not